anyone seen my keys? Where are my keys? Alfred, where are my keys? If I can't find the keys, then I can't save Gotham from the impending doom that it faces. That is who I am. Now, is that Ben Affleck Batman or Christian Bale Batman or Gotham Batman? It's definitely not <laughs> Christian Bale or Ben Affleck. I was thinking, what would Ben Affleck sound like as Batman? Here, let's 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 do it again. Do a do a cue. Go three, two, one. Three, two, one. Hi, I'm Batman. <laughs> ah, I wrote I wrote good little endings. Ah. This is insane. Yeah, no, good. Well, everybody, this isn't a podcast about Batman versus Superman. Batman v. Superman, I should say. It's uh, Brother Sister TV time, and I'm Justine. And I'm Dane, and I hate Ben Affleck. <laughs> Way to bring your spin on the negativity. It's great. It's great. I just needed to get everybody up out of their seats, dancing <laughs> on their feet, and moving to the grooving. <laughs> great. I'm so excited. <laughs> but this week, we're talking about... Season 2, Episode 3 of Friday Night Lights. And then what else are we talk about, Dan? I don't know, because I don't remember the title. Of, I don't remember the, the episode title. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. <laughs> but after that, we talk about lots of 80s TV and uh, what we're References, yes. real-life stories, and seriousness in television. Yes, there's lots of good stuff happening in the 80s with TV, you know? And we love all of it. Well, most And of it. as history tells us, we should learn from our past. But we certainly don't. Yeah, maybe sometimes we do. A little bit. A little bit, yeah. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. ER is a pretty good show, and that probably takes a lot of that from St. Elsewhere or whatever yeah, that show probably, you were talking actually, about was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They certainly had a helicopter crash down on somebody <laughs> and cut off his arm. That still, like, haunts me. <laughs> that fantastic. was one of the most, I mean, ER had some of the most intense stuff ever. Mm-hmm. And it's crazy, because I don't really watch any show like that anymore, but I used to love ER. I tell you what, isn't good Grey's Anatomy. Yeah, I know. I used to watch that show, too, though. Wah, wah. Still on, 11 years later. Everybody loves Grey's Anatomy. Don't understand it. I know, but people love it. End your shows, people. Have an end. J.J. <laughs> Abrams, have an end. <laughs> Here we are That's again. our fucking story, and we're sticking to it. We are. And that's my opinion, and I don't care. <laughs> All right. So Enjoy the show, everyone. Yeah, enjoy. Bye. Coming home from the Daily Grind. Flip the switch, it'll be just fine. Cause it's TV time, and we're both sitting on the couch tonight. Cause it's TV time, and we're both sitting on the couch tonight. A new day, it's a new dawn, and guess what? It's the first episode of this damn show that I like this season. <laughs> season two, episode three, uh, breaking all the rules. I don't know what it's called. I can't remember. <laughs> it's I watched called, it on Netflix. I know. It's called, Are You Ready for Friday Night? And you know what? Nobody is. Exactly. Nobody's That's exactly ready. what I wrote down. I was like, no one is ready. Everybody just wants to hang out in bed all day. Are you already impressed? Because I don't have any notes and <laughs> I'm just going to remember it all. <laughs> I'm impressed that you can remember every single thing that happened, and I'm going to be challenging that uh, assertion. Smash flirts with a lady who's older than uh, him who has a really large back tattoo. (laughs) I remember that. Um, I missed that. Oh, I remember, because I I was like, is that a tattoo? Because I was like, that lady's probably 30. Uh, And then I was like, well, if she's got a tattoo, then she's got to be 18 years old. So, or or have a What time time was that at? When Matt's getting all pissy with him at the Tasty Freeze. Oh, uh, right, right, right. Because he's like, you're Mm -hmm. the captain, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah, see, I know everything. <laughs> okay. Well, Mostly it's because Tim's in this episode a lot, so I paid more attention, I think. And the, uh, this is a great Tim Riggins episode. It is. Uh, it is. Uh, I was just the whole time, and I texted you halfway through watching it, and I was like, this is such a great episode. And is that why? Because you were like, Tim Riggins is the best? Well, yeah. I mean, it's great because of that, but it's also great because, guess what, everybody? I watched this episode not once, but twice. <laughs> because I figure I'm watching these on my DVD set. I don't ever really take advantage of really the special features. And this episode had commentary by Amy Teargarden, a.k.a. Julie, and Connie Britton. Teargarden or Teagarden? Maybe it is Teagarden. Teagarden? I thought it was Teagarden. Anyway. I don't know. Julie and Tammy, Connie Britton, talking. Teargarden. Yes. Chatting uh, Chatting about the episode, and I couldn't resist. So watched it all the way through once, saw that there was commentary, and I was like, oh, I'll just watch a couple more minutes with them talking. Guess what? Whole whole episode. <laughs> Watch it again. <laughs> I wonder if they have them do the commentary because Tammy hit I know. Julie. Ah, this is what I, when I remembered this, I was like, it's the slap episode. Well, I just remembered that she pulled her out. And I mean, I yes. knew she was going fucking cuckoo crazy. Oh, but boy. I could not remember. And I was like, I was actually like wide eyed looking at yes. it. Like, Holy fuck. I can't remember that happened. Yeah, it. This is a crazy episode, and I yeah, definitely them talking about the episode got me like a, some definitely more insight into what, kind of what they were thinking while they were filming it. So yeah. it was really good. Okay, I thought it was a really good one too. Okay, so I'm gonna fill in, you know, as we chat, I'm gonna have some like bonus tips brought to you by Connie Britton and Amy Teargarden Tea Garden. I'm not sure which one. Sweet, cool. <laughs> so other than the slap heard around the world, we've got Tyra and Landry. Uh, getting together, doing some stuff, you know, hanging out. Uh, Coach and Buddy back together as just a dynamic duo. And this is the moment. I mean, this is really the episode where Buddy, you love him because he's crazy. And he's doing some shisty, just hilarious stuff. And it's great. Then we've got Matt and uh, Smash conflict, obviously. Ends in a uh, a little tricky situation. It's really Matt and the team getting a little uh, angsty against Smash. Yes. Because Smash is supposedly the new captain now. Yeah. And uncharacteristically, I believe Smash is a little bit toned down in his interviews, but they still think that he's being a dickhead. Right, right. Because he's making it more about himself Mm -hmm. than the whole team. Mm -hmm. So that's no good. No, it's not. And other than that, I think those are the main conflicts. No, no, there's not. No? Tim. Oh, of course. Tim. Oh, Tim and Jason. Tim and, J- Tim and Jason. Jason. Tim, Tim and, and Lila. Lila. Tim and Buddy. Tim and the new coach. <laughs> uh, yeah, everything is Tim. Everything's yes. coming up Tim. Yeah. And uh, also uh, Jason and the new coach. Yes, that's true. Yeah. That's a big thing. God. Uh, there, there was so, it's, I mean, every episode is so jam-packed, but this one is very jam-packed. Yes. Yeah. And yeah. So where let's do you just, want to start? Let's start from the beginning. Okay. Everybody's waking up. The brilliant scene <laughs> where Landry and Tyra wake up yes. and the alarm goes off and Landry's like, ah, fuck. Yeah. I, I'm going to screw this. She's going to catch me creepy looking at her. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then Landry's dad comes into play, sees Tyra sneaking out. Yeah. And it's like, he's like, huh? I mean, come on. Landry's dad is like, number one. How is there a girl coming out of this? Right, this, that was my uh, thing. Fucking, I was like, "How does he look calm?" If if I was Landry's dad, I, I which, think he's yeah. shocked. Yeah, he is a police officer, but and he's shocked. He didn't look shocked though. He kind of just looked like, "Oh, I'm Baffled, taking out the garbage." Bemused. He just didn't. I mean, it just it was crazy. I was like, "If I was Landry's dad, I would have a look on yeah. my face." Yeah. So he was just kind of like maybe a little impressed, a little I don't know. Justine, that's gross. <laughs> 
That's gross and that's sexist. Because not all men are chauvinistic and not all men look at Tyra and see a beautiful woman that that's, that's impressive that her, I just his, meant, his son would get with. I just meant maybe he was like, you know what, Landry doesn't have very many friends. So this is exciting. I'm just saying. Maybe she, he thought that she was a prostitute. Just maybe. Hey. Maybe he thought that. Maybe. Who knows? I don't know. I mean, that obviously, there's a lot that comes up throughout this episode with him. But. Tim wakes up from a <laughs> drunken stupor, probably. Yeah. Because we're under the impression that he's having a real hard time. <laughs> yeah. Sees who we find out is a 33-year-old woman. Yes. Uh, Billy's sneaking out of the Which, house. I mean, why? He's 17. I know, but, like, that lady could do better than Billy Riggins. I mean, let's get serious. Why would you go from Tim to Billy? Like, I guess he's... What are you, what are you saying here? He's age-appropriate. I get that he's age-appropriate. Mm-hmm. But, like, why would she do that to Tim, first of all? And then, I mean, I guess it has drama. But Are you saying that Tim Riggins is sexier than Billy Riggins? Uh, isn't that already established? That's already established. I don't know. Yeah. What, I, I mean, who do you have a big, who do you have a bigger crush on, Dane? Who's <laughs> Billy. In the, who's in the show more? Yeah. Who who uh, gives me somebody to look up to? Yeah. Tim. As a twenty-five year old boy watching uh, yeah this show. Twenty-five year old boy. <laughs> I don't know. Whatever. But I mean, we've all established that Billy Riggins hasn't really done anything to show he's that a he's a fucking loser. He's yeah. a piece of shit. He's yeah. a garbage person. He, he doesn't treat Tim very well. I mean, he he is a lot. We've. I mean, he. Had to quit base or had to quit golf because of nine eleven. Uh-huh. But it, and he's had a lot on his plate. But he really doesn't you know, treat really, him that really great. great. He doesn't blame the terrorists. No, he just blames nine eleven. Right? Yeah, exactly. But I just think I'm like, what is she doing? Like, why? That's all I have to say. Because she is Tyra. Okay. When Tyra grows up, like that's the okay. that's the woman <laughs> that's the woman that Tyra does not want to be. Okay, sure. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, I'm just yeah. linking it together. I'm I just linking it together. Well, and then the other thing I'm sad about is, do we never see Bo again? Like, this is, I, I'm holding out, but... Yeah, I don't remember. Because maybe we just see her from across the street and I we never... I think he just starts doing the blind side right after this. Yeah, I know, I know. Yeah. Like, directly after based yeah. on the show. And this is the thing I found, a uh, commentary, uh, uh, commentary bonus coming to you. One, uh, apparently, uh, Connie Britton and Amy, what's her, I'm just going to call her Julie and Tammy, we're talking... And apparently a lot of people in season one wrote in about how um, Tim's hair looked greasy all the time and that they needed to stop. <laughs> but now it's like, who cares? Nobody cares. Season two, Tim's great. Who cares? The other thing they said. His hair is, does look greasy all the time. Uh, but not as, it's actually not as bad. It's just long. But I wouldn't. Who would want it to be shorter? It's, it's part of the rugged. I don't like, know. Who would want it to be shorter? It's like the disheveled. Thing you know, the other thing was that they talked a lot about how a lot of the side actors are from from Texas, uh-huh. like the from Texas here, actors, yeah. like Smash's mom who's so great, and Grandma Saracen who's so great, and Bo. So it's like these people who you probably never would have been discovered mm-hmm. are the kind of the little gems of the show. Which I so I thought that was really cool that 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 this show filming in Austin kind of introduced the world to lots of really good actors, and I think that's really cool. Thank you yes. for that little yes. piece of information. I know. Yeah, it's great. Where the hell were we? Uh, but the uh, Gracie Bell. Yeah. Okay. A little. <laughs> okay. It is a great shot though, and it's like little Gracie Bell's handed coach grabbing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's cute. A little nub 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 nub. Yeah, nub. yeah, yeah. And so there, it's, it's it's just a great opening. Uh-huh. They're all getting up. Yeah, and it's yeah, it's voiceover. Maybe from, they're all hopeful. Who knows? Yeah, it is. It is a good like little slice of life, like looking at what everybody's doing. And then, mm-hmm. like you said, it's like yeah, it's it's. Wait a minute. Bring 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 yes. bring. Just figured it out. 
So Tyra and Landry, they're together. Yes. It's too good to be true. Okay. She leaves. She's freaked out. Landry may have had sex with her. Yes. But that might be over. Right. Well, she says this didn't happen. in the balance. Did she say this didn't happen? Yeah. Which is freaky. Freak out. Yes. Tim wakes up, sees Billy with his former lover. Mm -hmm. Ah. That's a freak out. And now Coach... Sitting Married, with his, yeah, baby. Sit, well, it's not. It's not even like the the progression of marriage or relationships. Oh. It's just he's losing something too. Sure, like there's this the uh, pulling apart mm-hmm. of of things. Yes, yeah. and it's meant to be like kind of a you know mornings are new days. They're refreshing, ah, but yeah. it's like. It's not. Right, You're waking right. up to the same this, yeah. this shit. Yeah, and it's still drama. I mean, it's lots of drama, basically. Yes. Everybody's leaving. Okay, because we didn't know what the new coach's name was last time. It's Coach McGregor. Oh, yeah. his Also, his name is uh, Hillbilly... Uh, fuck, I wrote it down. Uh, Hillbilly... Jesus. No, I can't remember. <laughs> doesn't matter. Well, I mean, if, uh, if we're talking about nicknames... Everybody in town, I mean, Coach is heading out of town, and the, the radio is really hitting on the fact that it's the first, Sa- it's Simon Sammy on the radio, right? Simon Sammy Mead, yep. Yeah, yeah. So he is, they're talking about how it's the first game, it's the first game of the season, Friday night, and Coach is in town, and they're talking shit about him on the radio, and they call him Judas as mm-hmm. he's picking up his breakfast at whatever place he's at, and uh, they're like, oh, sorry about the radio. Go on. I just have something yes, to add No, later. that's it. That's it. Okay. Because then Matt comes out yes. and starts talking to him. Yeah. So I'm like, did he follow him there? Or is the Tasty Freeze right next to that fucking place, and he saw him? I don't think he was wearing his uniform. I'm sure he was just there getting food. Well, I, yeah, whatever. Who knows? Everything is yeah. too close together. Everything is too happenstance, at least sometimes happening. It's true. Unless he's at the Tasty Freeze, which I think he should have been. Yeah, 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 probably. That's all I have to say. We also, just a side note, we do know it's called the Alamo Freeze, but we call it the Tasty Freeze, just for people who didn't know. Um, Thank you. Okay, you great. Uh, so yeah, I mean that's when Co- that's when Coach talks to Matt about uh, about the break uh, about the breakup, which uh-huh. nobody knew about. No, but yeah. Glenn did. Yeah, Glenn, I know. Glenn did. There's a good line that I remember that I remember, even though I didn't take notes. Uh, it's he says, "I don't want Glenn in my house in my wife's icebox." Yep. Want to know? This is a commentary bonus. Guess who uh, wrote that line? Kyle Chandler. He sure did. <laughs> <laughs> that was my favorite part because that was the point in the commentary that I was like, "Well, fuck, I gotta keep watching this because or listening to this because uh-huh. they're hit, telling us gems." Yep. No, because I was like, "Yeah, it's like, yeah, that is a funny." I would, line. I would really love to know how much of it. Yeah, yeah. how much is ad libbed or how much is driven by the actors right, looking yeah. at the script saying, yeah. "Oh, this would be better." Because that's a hilarious line. Mm-hmm. Plus, also how Glenn is like, "Did you try?" Turning it off and on again, <laughs> which everybody knows is... He's not the IT guy. He's no. the science teacher. <laughs> right, right. But everybody knows that uh, works for fixing most things. So I thought that Just was to great. let everybody know, we're going to have a uh, episode from Breaking Bad called When the Fly Was in the Goddamn Meth uh, Thing, because there's a fly on a table right now. Oh, are we having a Breaking Bad bottle episode kill, right now? I'm going to kill this. No, there's no reason to kill the fly. Is that really a bottle episode? Because yes. they, they go out. I believe it is a whole bottle episode, isn't it? No, because he Jesse leaves. Jesse leaves and comes back. Oh, hmm. Yeah. Hmm. I haven't seen that in so long now. I don't know. Okay. I thought it was. I'm going to kill this fly. No. Shoe fly, don't bother me. Shoe fly, don't bother me. The fly yeah, flew fly. away. Okay, back to it. So, after that, uh, well, after Coach and Matt talk... It's when they go to practice and uh, Coach is McGregor. Tim, Tim Carey in the tire already? Yes. And he is like giving uh, Tim all these like insults. And I believe one of them is like whiskey breath. So he pushed whiskey breath too hard and he passes out on the field. Mm-hmm. And the ambulance has to come. Poor Tim getting pushed to the brink of death. Tim just wants friends and to get along with everybody. <laughs> yeah. 
That's I know. all I have to say about I that. I know, but he's still dedicated to that team. I mean, even when he is having some low... I honestly don't know what keeps him coming back. Yeah. Because you have a lot of a lot of stuff, because even though Tim and Jason are on-again, off-again friends, yeah. that's really Tim's only friend at this point. Because, I mean, you could call Lila a friend, mm-hmm. but and we'd yeah, see, see more of, of them yeah. together in this episode. Uh-huh. But that's really the only person he has. Yeah, which is sad. It is sad. I know. That's why he's like, Billy, why are you taking my ex-girlfriend? Yeah. Jerk. What a dick. I know. I hate Billy Riggins. <laughs> um... <laughs> so then, okay, I got to talk about this hospital. Yeah, I know. The hospital. Yeah. Because the doctor is concerned. <laughs> yes. But then he asks, are you ready to go on Friday, Tim? Yeah. And Tim's just like, that goddamn roguish smile of his. Uh-huh. And he's just like, you know, I'm always ready, motherfucker. Uh-huh. Yeah. I got this down. But the thing is about that, too, is that I think everybody thinks Tim is stupid. But Tim's not stupid. No. Like, he knows that it's total bullshit that that doctor is asking him to, like, the the ridiculousness of the fact that that doctor wants him to still be able to play yeah. on Fridays. No, I think he loves it. But, I no, but he's not, I'm just saying he, he's in on it, though. Like, sure. he's not just, like. No, I think he, it's wink-winky, like, yeah. he's like, oh, Tim, why are you doing this? Just, like, it's not sincere at all, but yeah. it's, it's, quote, sincere. Well, right. Well, like, I am concerned about you because I'm a doctor and I swore to do no harm. Right, and, right. But also, please, will you play Friday Night Football? Yeah, yeah. Because we need you. Because we right? need you. And that's really where the, the episode title comes from, Are You Ready mm-hmm. for Friday Night? And it's, yeah. it's funny, too, because I think they underplay how much they really do need Tim. Like, they show mm-hmm. Smash being the all-star, but the, and, they, and they don't really show Tim anywhere, mm-hmm. but everybody knows Tim, and they have this, they place this importance on mm-hmm. him. Mm-hmm. And why else would the coach, I mean, I know the coach is looking for a whipping boy to to enhance his, mm-hmm. his power over the team, Yeah, but Tim is still an important cog oh, I mean, in that he's, wheel. Oh, yeah, he's a good player. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just I don't him. understand it sometimes. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, the other sad thing about the hospital is that he, nobody is there to pick Tim up. But it's also the best part about the hospital. I, well, when of course, he does because yeah, because Ly- Lila comes. Uh-huh. But then when Buddy Garrity rolls in. Okay. Yes. I have so many theories about this. Too. Okay, Can, go, go for it. Okay, so Buddy picks Tim up. And yes. he's like... Tim Riggins, come on, we gotta get you out of yes. here. Uh, and and he takes him to a fucking steak dinner or something, dinner and a movie, all the popcorn you can eat. That doesn't happen, but no. it's basically what's happening. But it leads to one of the best scenes in the entire show. When Buddy actually lays his heartstrings out. When Buddy, talking to Tim, pulls over the car uh-huh. when they're and and Tim is trying to be like, No, I passed it out on the field because, because I was hung yeah, over. Yeah. And Buddy looks at him and says don't you, son, don't you ever say that to me ever again. This is all McGregor. Mm-hmm. He's like, I've seen you. What does he say? He's like, I've seen you play hungover hundreds yes, of so times. times. I mean, it's just, it's such a funny scene because it. Uh, Buddy is looking for any reason to take this guy out. Yeah. To take McGregor out. Mm-hmm. And so he's... That's what, I, that's what I yeah. was writing. I'm like, yeah. this is, this is. I mean, nothing is altruistic, but he is definitely trying to win Tim over as an ally to be yeah. against this guy. And also, that's not legal. No. <laughs> like, so no. they're gonna they're gonna try and push this guy out. Yeah. But that's that's the best part of this for me is seeing Buddy work his cloak and dagger magic. Yes. Because he just calls Coach. 
number one, why? I mean, I understand that coach probably is like, oh, Tammy might call me at any time. <laughs> right. Why are you answering your phone during practice? Like, Dude, yeah. buddy, I'm going to have to talk to you after practice. <laughs> no, we need to talk about this now. Yeah. Go to the I-5 corridor or whatever. It's, like, it's so fucking hilarious. It's so sneaky. I mean, it's, it's bringing up, like, Mag- Magnum Buddy from the f- season <laughs> one where he's, like, doing all this detective work. Uh-huh. Def- and it's just... It's so funny, and it's. I mean, we talked about this the last time. Is like how quickly you love Buddy. And, and I know I hate myself a yeah, little bit because you hate it, but you. But it's too good not to love. It is. It's such pure. You I mean, feel so bad for him for so long. Yeah. And then because you have this enemy. I have a. Th- okay, I haven't even talked to you about my theory of, okay. of seasons. Yeah. So it's like okay, something good happens. You win. Yeah. Then there's got to be the shake 'em up mm-hmm, season, mm-hmm. and then I can't remember what I thought for the third season, but it, it's kind of yeah. like a rebuilding and getting back to sure. getting back to basics, normal. Yeah. So this whole breakup thing this this enemy a mm-hmm. common enemy yes is, is this this coach yeah well i was gonna say too i mean no spoilers but what i remember about the third season is there is another common enemy in the third season yes that of my least favorite character yes. ever but we'll get to it i just remember that now and i'm excited to keep watching the show anyway okay it gets it only gets better it only gets better which is so fucking great yeah so buddy is all over the place and just wonderful throughout this whole episode um oh the one thing we didn't talk about well cuz that one with the whole icebox thing when coach calls is that muse muse time well muse Sorry. time yes because he's going to have to try to cut a player from TMU uh-huh. but it kind of gets interrupted because Glenn's there and then they find out that Glenn knew about yes. the whole school knows about the breakup and everything, Tammy didn't and Tammy yeah, did not know. Everything is linked. Yes. And she looked really upset and it's sad. And this was another uh commentary update inside uh thing from the commentary. It's Connie Brenton talks a lot about in the commentary about how uh it's very like her character is like very postpartum y. Okay. Which I hadn't thought about at all. That I was only thinking of it as she was just sad that she didn't have anybody there. But uh-huh. it is definitely... I hadn't thought of it as being postpartum depression well, that she's going through. And it's totally true. But I don't peg it as that. I peg it as just being frantic, I think. Yeah. And like not knowing what to kind but of But being do. like overwhelmed and like yeah, not feeling that's like... that's kind of different than depression. No, but that's a, that's a lot of the... Like a lot of... what Now looking back on the previous two episodes too, it's uh-huh. like a lot of the things that she's doing is very... Well, sure. I'm, yeah. She's not taking care of the stuff, but... The only well, way we know that is like the laundry and the, her not being able to do the stuff for herself. Well, right, but it's like you're trying to tackle all of. I mean, there's once you give birth, it's like you have all of these hormones and all sure. of these emotions, and it's like, yeah, that the ups and downs of her emotions totally make more sense when yeah. you think of it that way. Yes. And I hadn't even considered it, so I thought that was really interesting. Yeah, it is it's good. Real good. It is good. Um, but da, 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 da. oh, I wanted to talk a little bit because the other the other coach struggle is is with the TMU, like coaches yes. having. Uh, multiple different issues and his one issue is, is uh not being able to handle not being able to develop a person and not being able to develop personal relationship with these mm-hmm. people mm-hmm. because he just has to cut this kid and he's out yeah and even though he wants to help the kid he, mm-hmm. he i mean he's from the school of i'm gonna help this kid until he does better like he did with matt mm-hmm. yeah which they're and, and they don't have patience for that in college because they're it's all about making money yep well i mean it's all about winning sure but yeah. Yes, it's making it's money. money. It's all comes back to money. Yeah. yeah. Money is the root of all evil. It's true. Which about that too, it's so uh I mean, we start with the controversy 
I mean, Smash and Matt are kind of at odds from the very, very beginning, and Smash is a new captain. We find out that Smash is a senior, so that is putting, mm-hmm. just like how I found out how old the neighbor across the street, how old she is, uh-huh. which is great. Mm-hmm. We're putting, we're, it's kind of, I feel like they're able in the second season to kind of more establish, okay, this show, we kn- kind of know the trajectory of now. So, like, we didn't really know how old, how old anyone was in the first season. They have to start setting standards. Yeah, so now we've just figured out, basically now we can figure out, Smash is a senior, Matt's a junior, Julie must be a sophomore, and I think Landry's a sophomore, I yes. think. I would like to add, Smash is the captain. Yes, so they don't, oh, they don't have multiple captains, is that what you're saying? No, we find out that Matt is actually jealous. Yeah. Or envious yeah, of him. Yeah, sure. I don't think we really knew that. No, I, think, I mean, I feel like he was just de- dejected with all of the all the just shit that was going. That on it seemed more life. like he was just mad that Smash was being a poopy pants instead of that he was mad that he was the that captain. he wasn't. Yeah, that he wasn't stepping up and being a leader. Right. Because I think yeah. Matt is still no, he's not really doing that. No, well, he Smash, wants to. Yeah, because Smash doesn't even step up at the Tasty Freeze. Nope. He's not even. I don't even know how he can still work there after robbing the place <laughs> for his uh, steroid money. Didn't he give that back? Maybe he did. Okay, I think he gave it back. Oh, okay, but still. Matt, Matt's pretty nice Matt guy just for didn't not tell on him. I know, which is great. Matt's such a stand-up fellow, you mm-hmm. know. Which he also does, he doesn't deserve. Matt's kind of not a stand-up fellow, though. I think he. What do you mean? Because or what? He is totally creeping on Carlota. Well, well, okay. First of all, she totally schools him on the whole laundry thing, which cracked me up. He's like, "Why aren't you doing? Why are you doing everybody's laundry except mine? Why don't I have clean I socks?" I am a tornado. I am a caregiver. Yeah. yeah. Which it's like, come on, you're doing the fucking laundry. Just do the. I'd say, yeah. I mean, I think they're kind of creeping on each other. I don't think he's doing anything more than she's doing. Oh. That's my theory. Just right. saying. I mean, she's the one that gives him a massage. That is so fucking creepy. It's okay. Here's the thing, though. They, they, have a, they stressed so much that she is a student, so uh-huh. it's establishing that she's maybe like in her early twenties. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Doesn't matter because she sings to him in Spanish like yeah. her mom did, which is it's totally like a mother son relationship. Oh. And he's like, I like this. Oh, that's it's weird. It's fucking weird. See, I didn't take it that way. It's weird. I just took it that she that's what she knows. That's a song she knows. If someone fucking sang you a song like that <laughs> and touched you like that and you did not know who they were very much. Okay. Would you think okay. that it was your mom and it was creepy yes no i did not read that at all that way <laughs> it's fucking creepy okay and it's you we're alluded to the fact that she's probably been there i mean living there for a couple weeks i mean they know each other pretty good now well fuck when did they come when did she come into the picture the, the beginning of the season yeah 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 so very few weeks yeah yeah but still i mean she lives there 24 7 he has no one else to talk to i know in the grandma. bathroom because who knows <laughs> Yeah, where is she sleeping? That was not a three-bedroom house. That, it's not. That happened. You're right. And she's got a bedroom. Maybe, Maybe uh, it's the closet. I don't know. Maybe I we'll, don't know. Uh, next episode, let's find out where Carlotta sleeps. Well, we're going to have to run through it because they show her bedroom at one time, I think. Do they? I don't oh, know. Okay. Maybe they don't. Oh. Maybe she just sleeps on the fucking couch. Interesting. Who knows? Interesting. Well, we'll find out. But before that, it's like Matt also has to see Julie get picked up by the Swede in that Rapo van. What? You made me so happy because yeah. I literally wrote Rapo-O-Van. <laughs> yeah. Because it is. That's exactly what that it's van is. It's a creepy is. fucking van. It doesn't have windows. He yeah. is 22. Yeah. She is 15, 16 maybe. And she's so little. I mean, she's the one actress that actually looks the age of what she's playing. I hate her too. <laughs> 
This, well, I mean, you know, the, the <laughs> world climate change is just a theory. Yeah. We're going to do something, blah, blah, blah. Did you know the human good. head weighs, weighs 10 pounds? Wait, is it 10 pounds? <laughs> do you know the human head weighs 8 pounds? Do you <laughs> know dogs and bees can smell fear? Did you know my neighbor has rabbits? Bunnies. <laughs> Bunnies. God Dang damn it. it. Messed it up. No, I gotta go. My mom's coming. No, I gotta go. Best part of Jerry Maguire, <laughs> Jonathan Lipnick. We talk about Jerry Maguire and that kid so much. Really? That it's great. Yeah, we, yeah, we reference oh. him quite a lot. Well, it's the best thing ever. You would think it was our favorite movie, but it is the cutest kid on the face of the planet. I mean, Frozen. Not anymore. Frozen in time. Wait, who's the cutest kid in? Well, he's grown up. Actually, now. I would argue Jacob Tremblay is the uh, is our is our. Is he Jonathan Tremblay's uh, son? Who's Jonathan Tremblay? Uh, I believe that is one of the Trailer Park Boys. Person. Oh no, he's <gasps> wait, he's Canadian. Jacob Tremblay is Canadian. Really? No, no, he's. His parents are not famous. Okay. Yeah. Well, I mean, they're not really that famous. The trailer park boys? Well, I guess they're pretty famous. They're, they're famous in Canada. I mean, for Well, pretty... I mean, Canada famous is like Robin Givens. No, not... What's her name? <laughs> uh, Robin from How I Met Your Mother famous. Robin Shabatsky. Shabatsky, that's right. <laughs> Anywho, Jacob Tremblay is equal to 2016 version of Jonathan Lipnicki. He is the cutest kid on the planet right now. And there's always a cutest kid on the planet. And okay. I would argue, uh, Jake, uh, I, I, don't, I can't decide who's cuter, but Jonathan, Jonathan Lipnicki Frozen in Time is still probably the cutest kid of all time. But okay, do you even, are you looking up Jacob Tremblay? No, I need to look up. Uh, yes, I looked up, <laughs> I'm looking up Jean-Paul Tremblay. Andrea Tremblay? No, no. <laughs> If three children, okay, Wikipedia. <laughs> okay, if it was Sorry. if one of their kids was Jacob Tremblay, it would say that hundred percent, like number one. Okay, because he's the hottest kid at the moment right now. Okay, okay, so so we were talking about Julie and the Swede. I mean, this is a big episode for her and the Swede, but it's also an episode that um just adds to the list of one thousand reasons that Julie is terrible. When we talked, already talked about Tammy coming in to help her fold to like fold laundry and try to like talk to her about the Matt breakup, but when Julie says, "You hear Gracie in the background crying." And Julie says, um, I think your baby's crying. I wanted to throw everything on the ground and tell her that she's being a terrible person. I hated that. Yeah. It was so awful. I'm like, it's not your baby. It's your sister. Like, I get that she's upset. I mean, we see later that she's like, you don't care about me since dad left. I have nobody. All I have is this guy in this creepy van and that's it. And, but I just think it's terrible. I'm like, it's your baby sister. Like, show a little compassion, Julie. Yeah, like, yeah. I know. Well, but it comes to find out that she feels... That's uh, what I said. ...left. Okay. Yeah. Well, because I was looking yeah. up because uh, Jacob Tremblay, Tremblay's father... Uh, is much better looking than yes. uh, Julian. That's that's what I was going. That's what I was going to tell you is that everybody thinks that Jacob Tremblay's dad is super hot, and everybody talks about it all the time. Sweet, cool. I know, I know it's a hot, awesome. it's, it's a hot topic conversation. Cool, cool. Anyway, now okay, so Julie is still not great, and uh, I think she's going to turn around at some point, but I don't know. Julie's still not. No, Julie's terrible. Julie does terrible things this whole forever. I know she's just bad. I Which, don't like her. She's we, dumb. So we got to leave the big fight to the end because that's the big crux of the whole episode. So what we should talk about is Tim Riggins going to church. No. Okay. Before that, what's a character who we love? Who Landry? No. Matt. No. Lance. No. Uh, Smash. No. Uh, buddy. He is connected to Jason because what happened? Oh, Herc- That's right. The Hercular. Okay, I have a huge issue with this. Okay, what? When did Beijing happen? We just. Oh, I mean, over the summer. We just missed it. 
And they didn't talk about it at all? Well, no. I mean... It, hey, how was Be- Beijing, bro? Pfft, here's no, the thing. nothing. What I like about this show, though, is that... It just moves on? They moved on. Right. Because it doesn't matter. It already happened. You know what I mean? Like, we don't have to... I mean, in the real world, they would have already talked about it. They wouldn't still be talking about it. I don't think it's necessary. Well, they obviously didn't do very good. Because but. guess what? They can't talk about Beijing anymore because they got to talk about shark DNA and going to Mexico. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, here again, her comes in as the voice of reason... Which, love that guy. I wish he was in all the scenes. I don't know why he's not in more. What are you waiting for? A miracle treatment? That won't happen. <laughs> yeah. I can't remember exactly because what Jason, This is why I'm so confused about Jason, too, is that he seems, especially at the beginning of the episode, Coach McGregor is treating him really well. Yeah, he's treating him with a lot of respect. Yeah, and so I'm like, why? But this is balanced on, will you do stuff for me? Sure. Right. Don't he, help me with Tim. Yes. I, yeah. That's the only reason. But I still feel like he doesn't see that. I, I think, so I don't know why he's just so, I don't know why he's still so caught up on like not being able to function as a paralyzed person. Like not mm-hmm. trying to be, a, like not trying to do everything you can as a paralyzed person and being obsessed with being able to walk again. Yeah. Yeah. Uh. With extreme measures. I mean, going to Mexico for um, experimental yeah. treatments? Because they're going to shoot that DNA into his spine. Yeah, and who knows what's going to happen? He will die. Yeah, I mean, oh, good. I mean, spoiler alert. I mean, <laughs> no, JK, JK, that doesn't matter. Does not die. Yeah, it's fine. Uh, it, it's just so perplexing, but I, I mean, none of us know how that would feel. I mean, if you really wanted to walk again, I mean, maybe you would do anything that you possibly could. Yeah. Anyway. I think that's fair. But Herc is trying to tell him not to, and Jason wants to do it anyway, which we find out more about later. Also, can we talk about the misters that they have? Because I I was like, what the fuck are those things? Because they have, like, these spray bottles that are huge. They have this huge, like... At the quad rugby? Yeah. Oh, I didn't even see that. Yeah. Because he sprays them with it. Oh, I didn't even it's notice. It's not like a spray bottle. It's like a, oh. a, a diagram or something that you spray at them. They're it's hot. Weird. They're very hot. It's well, it's place. Texas, and yeah. everybody is always it's so sweating. sweating. I know, it's crazy. It's so hot that's, down there. If that's one thing I learned out of doing this whole podcast, is that everyone sweats in this fucking show. <laughs> everyone, all the time. We just chart all the sweat. I mean, it's just sweating all the time. I mean, and who wouldn't be? Commentary, special alert. Did you notice? I didn't notice until uh, Miss Julie, played by Amy, what's her face? I can't think of her. <laughs> I'm never going to say her last name right. Um, she pointed out something I didn't even notice, and I had to put it back. That there is a full-on camera. There is a, uh, like, the one of the Friday Night Lights cameras is totally in the shot during the quad rugby match. Did oh, you really? Did you see that? Yeah, he's oh. sitting on a chair in the left-hand corner. Insider knowledge. Go back to the episode and you will see a total blooper that is left in the show. thought that was interesting. But, I mean, quad rugby, they got to get... What? Her name is Tea Garden. It's T-E-E oh. Garden. Tea Garden. You know what? I'm thinking any Rufus Wainwright fans out there, he's got a song called Tear Garden. That's what I was thinking of. Tear Garden? Yeah, Tear Garden. So that's what I was thinking of. So I'm sorry, Amy. Tea Garden. What anyway, are we talking about? I was talking about how that camera's in the shot. Oh, okay. <laughs> anyway, it was, it was interesting to go back and look and see it because it's there. And I didn't even notice it before because it's the, sh- the shots during that quad rugby match are so like... So fast, but it's well, they there. have to get it over so quick because they have to have the hair color and then they have to end the scene because know, it doesn't true. matter. Right. Well, it does. It doesn't matter. No, all you need to know is that he wants to get shark DNA. Shark DNA. Sharknado DNA. Okay. Other than that, it, it, there's a lot of times during this episode where Jason goes to Tim's house to try to motivate him, but then they just end up getting in a bunch of fights. <laughs> and I thought they were pretty great scenes. <laughs> this might be insensitive, uh-huh. but the first thing I asked was, is the Regan's household handicap accessible? <laughs> it doesn't look like it no, is. That's it, why he can't go inside. I know. Yeah. He just throws beer bottles at his door <laughs> or yells at him, which, which is you know pretty what? hilarious. There's no other way to get Tim to come out. You know? No. No. That's what he Because he's... It. 
Well, because he's uh, he's self medicating. Yeah. After his, <laughs> after his near death experience. I know. He said the coach told him to to rest. So, uh-huh. well, because that's the thing too. Is that was were they really expecting him to? Because I'm guessing that happened at the morning practice. Were they really expecting him to come back? For the afternoon, like the evening practice? I guess. I don't know. Because that's the whole thing, too, is that the coach is like, hey, will you do me a solid and go see if Tim can come? Yeah. And then he just gets in his car and goes to Tim's house? Yeah. Like, that would take, like, 40 minutes. And yeah. then what's the point of going to practice? Right, right. But it's just like, I just, I kind of was thinking maybe it was the next day and he was still skipping it. But that all happened in, like, the same day. Yeah. So I thought that was crazy. I was like, he just went to the hospital. It was weird. He just escaped Buddy's grip, you know. His and- icy cold grip. <laughs> his concrete grip. Because he ain't going to lose his family. He ain't going to lose his town. He ain't going to lose his team anymore. Your Buddy Garrity impression is on point. Well, I love it. Thank you. Love it. Um, okay. Let's talk about... You know what we need to talk about is Tyra and Landry. <laughs> okay. Because we haven't talked about shit about okay, that okay. at all. Well, because there's a whole great scene, too. I mean, we see a lot of... Uh, Landry's dad this episode yes and there was that great scene where Applebee's before that when uh, he talks to Landry okay about his watch yes I remember the whole episode I know you sure did you did I just like how they're still bringing up the watch because we know if they keep mentioning the watch it's going to come back yeah we're gonna see the watch I think I think the thing why I like this the thing why that's a shitty fucking sentence (laughs) the thing about this episode that I like uh, the most and why I like it opposed to the first two mm-hmm. is it's they don't talk about they there's nothing to get over anymore with right. this murder it's right. happened yeah well, it's not a murder it's whatever yeah they killed a person yeah but it's now rebuilding from that yeah there's no scheming they're right. they're just very kind of calmly going about their day which I still yeah I just I still don't know how they're doing it because I almost felt like I was a little too rushed no a little too lighthearted while they were looking for the watch yeah because I'm just like, no, I, don't, I get that. You know what I mean? Like, I thought the first two episodes really handled their anxiety. And I guess it's like, now they're just like, well, they're trying to live. Mm-hmm. But I'm like, I think can going, they? I think going for another episode would have put me off the whole thing. Yeah, yeah. I was kind of already like, fuck, this is, I, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not dealing with this so well. Right. Well, neither were they. No. <laughs> so, but, but yeah. now it's less about them and more about the other people too, which is right. why I'm like, okay, I'm on board again. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I get it. That's like they have to try to move on. But I'm just like, ooh, the shopping for a watch kind of is like a hilarious. I mean, because it was a cute little scene. But I'm like, they killed a guy. And yeah. it's like, I totally, I even kind of forgot about it. Because they kind of were talking about it so blasé. And then in that watch scene, I was like, oh, ha, ha, ha. And I'm like, they killed a guy. Like, yeah, but yeah. but that, that scene's just not a throwaway either. Because Landry is putting his heart out there for, oh, sure. for her and how, how he's going to protect her no matter what. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And I, I don't know. That might be a desperation move, too, because he's like, oh, I really liked it when you stayed over that night, so right. maybe no. I'll make that happen again. I don't think it's I don't think it's insincere. I think he really means it. You know what else is really great about that what? scene that I remember from memory? What? How uh, she says something, and then he said, that was really creepy. And we know Landry is creepy. Yeah. <laughs> so I just thought it was kind of meta. It's so funny because I was trying to, I just wanted to research every single poster in his room because I was like, there's something weird because there was like a weird combination of like Christian paraphernalia and then like heavy metal stuff, which of course yeah. combines with Crucifictorious. Christian metal. Because he already, he also had a Crucifictorious poster, but then I also love that he had a calculus t-shirt on when Tyra shows back up at the end. Anyway, I just thought it's, it's such a weird, like, because I just think I love, like I've said before, I just love 
seeing how people uh, what people decide to put in characters bedrooms because I think bedrooms say so much about how people are and so I was just kind of looking at what was on his walls and it's interesting like all of Matt's creepy like hand pictures and yeah. other weird Danny's shit. an artist you know he's pretty good at art coach maybe you should go teach him about art yeah I know he should yeah, I guess the scene at Applebee's isn't really that important. I think it is. I thought it was sweet because I think we finally see that Tyra realizes that That's she, true. That she That's does the thing. That she should just give in and care about uh, Landry because, like she says, you're the nicest person or you've been like the nicest person to me ever. AKA not, no, Tim, not Tim Riggins. No one's ever treated Maybe did she say no one's ever treated me this nice before? I think. Maybe. Yeah. And then I was just thinking that Tyra, okay, because Tyra goes in and out the window. And of course, the, whenever anybody crawls in a window, you think of. Clarissa explains it all, and her BFF Sam, who crawls through the window, see the ladder slam, and then that music plays. Anyway, so I was like, Tyra is the Sam of this show. So let's talk about Lila inviting Tim to church, because then I have another commentary inside note. <laughs> also, drunk driving much? How much do you think he'd been drinking? Uh, all day long, and oh. then he le- okay, we know because Billy comes in and he yells at him, yes. and it is four fifty three. Because okay. I was looking at the heat thinger because I was like, okay, I'm gonna fucking find another damn thing that they yeah. fucked up in, uh-huh. and it stays four fifty three, so that's good. Yeah. Um, but then it goes to night, and as we know, during the fall, it's usually sure dark sooner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So maybe six o'clock. Yeah. So maybe an hour to sober up. Right. But if he's been drinking all day, yeah, it's not good. Well, yeah, I'm sure he does it all the time, Dan. (laughs) You know, it doesn't make it any better. I'm just saying. I know. But, well, I mean, his disheveled nature, because I I I can talk. Yeah, I know. (laughs) Just half tucked in shirt. He's like, Uh I'm going to look presentable, but only a little bit. And, Justine, this is a good time to bring up how greasy his hair looked as well. (laughs) It doesn't look that greasy. It looked pretty greasy. No. He looked pretty greasy. Eh, Okay. But the uh, commentary inside note is, as many of us probably thought, hey, that looks like a real church service, doesn't it? It is. It was a real church service that they were just decided to go film at. And so, so how long yeah. did it take for him to actually find her in there? I don't know. Because I, mean, I was like, oh my God, he found her immediately. I mean, they planned it out. I mean, it's not like I know. they just wandered in there. Okay. But anyway, it's just a reason 100 million why... This show's the best show because that atmosphere was amazing. Uh-huh. We need to turn the commentary back on and learn whether that jewelry store was also real. Oh, yeah. And that barbershop was well, also real. The thing is, is that they don't have commentary for every episode. But now that I know for sure that that is a real church service, I 100% believe our assertions that that was a real jewelry store. Yeah. And that was a real barbershop. And that lady's like what are you doing? Yeah. And she, they're just like, roll with it, roll with it, don't worry. No, they no, didn't no. tell her at all. No, no, no. No, no, no. no, they set things up ahead of time, but they're still not actors. Well, that's $100, but that's on sale, so that makes 50. it $50. It's exactly what's hey, funny. Matt, you have exactly... <laughs> exactly. So anyway, I just think that made that... I mean, it made it... I mean, it was so real, because it was yeah. real. And I think that's fascinating, and it's just... It's just I just love it. It's way easier to set up. Sure. <laughs> Sure, but I was wondering if they also were like, hey, can you do a sermon kind of about, like, uh, redemption and kind of learning from your mistakes? Because that's exactly what Tim needed to hear. And and I also think he, like, he looked uncomfortable. But he didn't learn anything. Here's the thing. I think he did. I think he learned something. I think he took that to heart. I think he learned something, too. If I believe in God, no. then Lila will sleep with me again. Nope, nope. I do not believe that. Logic points to all of that. I believe that he is really trying to fucking figure it out. And when he goes to her room, I 100% believe that he meant it when he said, when he said. closer to God. Yeah. 
I 100% believed him. I do not think that that was, like, a tricking her situation. I think he loves her. Yeah. And I think he will do anything to get back with her. I don't think that's I it. I think so. I think he... Okay, here's the thing. He is lost, because that's what this whole episode is about, mm-hmm. is him being lost. I do think that he he did... That he saw something in that and he felt something when he went there and I don't think that's fake like I don't think he's doing it just because of her I think he was enlightened by something that she offered him okay 60 40 still because yeah I and I think that yeah he kisses her which was wrong because he shouldn't have done that because that ruined it and that's what made her think that it was a a line or whatever Uh but I he looked so sincere Tim Riggins is a tricky little fucker I don't I think he was sincere about it I do no but I'm just saying she knows that. But, so he... but that's what's hard. Okay, this is my other thing. Lila wants him to change. Then when he does change or shows a glimmer of changing, she doesn't believe him. So how is she ever... I mean, it still shows that she doesn't trust him, I guess. It's a catch-23. Yeah, exactly. So... Hmm? You're darned if you do and you're darned, you're darned if you don't. Darn tootin'. I don't know. Okay. Darn tootin' bass rootin'. <laughs> right, right. I think bass rootin' is a mixed martial art. Weird. Okay, that's a weird pull. Yeah, I don't know. I just, Tim looked so sad and so lost. And I was like, Taylor Kitsch is killing it this episode. I just thought it was so great. Yeah, I know. Yeah, it's all in his eyes. He's my favorite character. <laughs> you don't have to tell we me. We know this. Twice. I know. But I just think that this is a really, just Tim on a whole bunch of levels this episode, I think. Yeah. Because then you get that whole friendship level. Yeah. Yeah. With Street. Streeter. Streeter. Okay. Gotta talk about the more about the rendezvous between Buddy and Coach at the whatever rest stop area they went to in the middle of nowhere. And Buddy well, it's in the middle of Texas. And Buddy does that insane monologue about basically which is also oh, yeah. the the um the, the detective buddy again. Uh-huh. Because he's like, I've been watching your wife. I've been watching your daughter. Your wife is sad. Your Not daughter, a, your daughter is wearing things she shouldn't, she shouldn't wear, yeah. and you're just like, okay. It, it's just like, is he watching them? Like, is he going around with like? I'm just yeah. imagining him with binoculars, like eating some chips in a car. Or he's uh, got Encyclopedia Brown on the payroll. <laughs> right. So I just was like, this is the craziest monologue, but it's so good. And oh, and he says. He's about Gracie. Your baby's going to spend the first year of its life not seeing its daddy. You know what the yeah. best part about this whole thing, too? Yeah. Is that if anyone said that to you, you would be angry. Sure. But Coach is not because mm-hmm. he understands Buddy is 100% right. Yeah. Because he's, lo- and I think Coach is looking for a reason to come home. Yeah. That's part of it. Yeah. He's he, not happy. They're not, they're he's not looking to be convinced. Yeah. Because he's not happy where he is. He no. was trying to do it, and he, but they don't take him seriously. They but kind of give he's him. He's a very prideful person, too. Like, this is his quote dream, and he yeah. doesn't want to give up. Give up on it. Yeah. yeah. So, so easily. Right. Right. So, I mean, in the end, when Buddy is has his head down on um, Coach's ta- on the on the desk. That's great. I know. Because it's like, all he's got, I just love it. He's got a bottle of like bourbon yeah. and a big picture of Lila on his desk. And that's oh, it. Oh, that's a weird picture, too. <laughs> I Because it's like, it's not, it's like a fucking three by five in a, mm-hmm. a nine by nine or whatever <laughs> uh, frame. Those it's are all. Just like, kind, I don't yeah. know. Yeah. Photo frames. Yeah. Not right sizes. Okay. Yeah. Three by five is a regular Sure it one. is. Yeah. Eight by ten is the one. It, looks like, it looked like an eight by ten. And like a, it was a huge picture. Was it a huge? Yeah. No, because it was just for a head. No, it was like a it was like a mid to body range. It, it was like, a headshot. It looked like a senior photo. 
But we know it's not a senior photo. I'm going to ruin you. Because she's not a senior, so we know that. Um, but, oh, just when, just the... because um, well, he's asleep. We're passed out. And then yeah. Coach comes in. Okay, so he, Coach knocks on the window. And then I'm like, I'm thinking, like, as Buddy. And I go, yes. Yeah. And that's exactly what he does. And I'm like, yeah, yeah. I fucking, I, I remembered. Or, yeah. Then he's like, hey, you want a drink? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, then they, and then it's almost like they skip off into the sunset together. I mean, it was like one of my favorite things ever. It is like ever. The Wizard of Oz. It is just like that. <laughs> but, okay, so I guess we, <laughs> yeah, I just love the whole thing about they're together again. It's just like, it's like the dynamic duo. And... But I guess we got to backtrack to why Coach basically makes this decision. Because this is when Coach... So Coach comes back to see the game. And so the game is a hot mess situation. So it's a tie. And then they're basically having to make all these decisions about how they're going to... Obviously, how are they going to score? And... Uh, that's when McGregor insults Ewan McGregor. Yeah, <laughs> I wish it was Ewan McGregor. It's not Ewan McGregor, but McGregor insults Jason by saying, "We're not going to take advice from a mascot." Yes, because that's that's my whole thing too. Is it, 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 we've uh, he's he's disregarding him the whole the whole game because yeah. Jason knows what is going on. Yeah, and he sees it. Yeah. Sorry, that was going to be uh, wheelchairist. He sees it from a different perspective. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Um, but yeah, he just he he completely throws away all of the the respect that he's given Jason. Yeah, and yeah. I think he kind of unveils that he really yes might not have had any for him to begin. Yeah. With. So really, this game sets off everybody basically into a new direction. It sets the wheels in motion. It does because it pisses uh, Matt off for good because they give Smash the call like they don't even. I mean, it's totally overstepping the bounds of not giving the quarterback the call by uh-huh. just giving it to Smash. Oh, and the call was to direct snap to Smash. Yeah, and, exactly. And hopefully just he keep, will win the game. Just keep Matt out of it, which I mean, it does win the game. Yeah. But and then that's when Matt just can't take it anymore. And there's nothing more. I mean, they start. And then he takes uh, Smash down like a fucking five year old. Yeah. Like, yeah. I'm going to push you. Well, still, it's intense though. Because, well. but before that though, I mean, there's the excitement of them, they winning the game. And Coach has wandered in to see, uh, we should say, Coach. But, I mean, we know who we're talking about. I coach. wrote down too. It, yeah, yeah, it's new coach, old uh, well, coach. Well, because what's funny is they still call Coach Coach. coach. Anyway, yep. it's confusing. Because uh, <laughs> Coach will always be Coach. But Coach has like a look of pride on his face when he sees the team winning. And then it's instantaneously that when Matt attacks Smash that he's like, oh no. Uh-huh. This is exactly what Buddy was saying is things are not going well. The team is falling apart. Uh, there's nothing I love more than Smash's mom yelling, Brian! <laughs> it's my favorite thing. Love it. Because you're like, yeah, it's not his real name. His name is Brian. Yep. So that was great. Um, even though, of course, it's sad that they're getting in a fight. <sighs> yeah, so this this whole brawl sets Coach off to want to come back. It sets Jason off to Mexico with Tim. And it sets Matt off to go back to his uh, nurse at the at the house. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, well, you know what? I was excited because Carlotta was sitting there with Grandma Saracen. And I was like, Grandma Saracen finally has a friend that isn't Landry to sit at the football games with her. Okay. But we can't, <laughs> we can't disregard that street uh, uh, Riggins interaction. Oh, I'm not going to. No, I wasn't going okay, to. Okay, well, I'm just, just saying. Yeah, yeah, just saying. Because yeah. he goes over there with such fire. Yeah. And he's saying... 
that he's such a good coach mm-hmm. and how he shouldn't be disrespected. And, you know, he's taking his emotions out from new coach onto mm-hmm. Tim. And he's, it's so funny because they have, they give him very good lines mm-hmm. because street, because he's an adult and he's speaking as a coach and then he's talking as a kid. Yeah. I pretty much hate you right now. Yeah. We're no longer friends. Yeah. But like it's dialogue yeah. that a, a kid would say. Sure. That's why it's, it's great. It's, yeah. it's, it's brilliant. Yeah. And then he streets like, we're, I'm going to Mexico. I'm going to get stem cell research. Yeah. And I'm going to walk again. And then he fucking flips a bitch and starts going around. And Tim's just standing there with a beer in his hands like, Mexico, huh? <laughs> and then they are friends again and yeah. go to fucking Mexico. I know. And it's great because... Tim's just still drinking. Yeah. And they're like, we're not in Mexico yet. And he's like, who cares? Yeah. I don't my, give a shit. My other favorite line from that is, have we got a map? Because, of course, this is before everybody had smartphones. They, uh-huh. were, they needed a real map to get to Mexico. Yeah, they yeah. need a real one. I mean, they just go down Well, at that point. Sure. Yeah, Mexico this way. I mean, uh-huh. that's what all the signs say, right? Yeah. I don't know if they're Probably. like, hey, Mexico's this way. But <laughs> they say Mexico a certain amount of miles. Yeah, yeah. So the other, okay, let's get to the other thing. Because before Coach gets home, we got to talk it's about fight. the slap. That's what this episode should be called. It's the slap. And it's, hey, remember that one show called The that's Slap? That's what I was just going to say. Because oh, I was like, The Slap isn't just a, uh, a show from like another country that NBC remade. It's Did also from this episode. More than two or three episodes. Yeah, it had a whole season, and I actually watched like half of it, and I kind of thought it was interesting. And you were like, eh. "No, I just kind of forgot about it," and then it went off on demand. Oh. But it was kind of interesting. Anyway, this is a better slap. Man. I'd rather I'd rather talk about this slap for the rest of time than that show. Okay, good. Uh, because Tammy, it's like Colin, Julie. It is 2 a.m. I'm <laughs> freaking out about where you are. You need it, to come home right now. It is like the most intense we've seen Tammy ever like when she ran out of that house Uh I was like sitting there like oh my god I don't remember what's gonna happen she just looked frantic and meanwhile a 16 year old and a 22 year old are making out in a fucking creepy Creepy. van why does everybody have to have creepy vans I don't know it's weird yeah he should have been at least a little bit more age appropriate maybe yeah maybe he's only 19 I don't know that's the the drama of it though I don't like it I bet you he's like 18 or 19 like I don't think he's oh first of all sorry 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 we have to back up to the lamest party of all time I thought I already talked about that well you kind of did but I just had to say the Illuminati and the whatever else polar bears that was the lamest party of all time also a dumb scene. Don't like it. Could have been done without it. I know. Well, it's just, that's where Julie was. That's what she had to see. That's why she had to stay out till 2 a.m. Could have wrapped up that party about 11 based she on everything. She didn't smoke the pot, though. She's I know. got some morals. Right. Yeah. Yeah. She's not going to do everything crazy. Dan, not very Want to know why? Because she's not really that crazy of a person. She's trying to be. And people who try to be crazy but really aren't on the inside don't do everything. Yeah. In my experience, girls that uh, have read Moby Dick don't really aren't very like whatever rebels okay but you know what she's a rebel on her own because she could have done the drugs and been us and but done oh the drugs the drugs all the drugs she could have done all the drugs and been a um what do you want to say a lemming or she stood up for herself and just said no and that's great so i give her uh props do they teach dare in uh, they would have still been teaching Dare at that time. I think only recently Dare has not existed. And people just wear the Dare shirts as ironic fashion statements instead of... I'm pretty sure thing. the Dare program did more harm than good also. Wait, really? Yeah. I The Dare thing freaked me out because all I thought was that I was going to be ushered into a gang. <laughs> <laughs> 
I seriously, yeah, because that's what they, they it's like scare tactics. It's like when you go to high school, everybody's gonna tell you to be in a gang, and I'm like, if I would have known that that wasn't a thing, I would have been a lot happier. Also, they show you what drugs look like when yeah. you're in fucking fifth grade. Wait, really? I don't I remember don't that. Yeah, I just remember being embarrassed a lot because they had to go like do like skits in front of the class. And they made you do them, and it really freaked me out. Hey, guess what? They still make you do that at work, which is fucking dumb. <laughs> what? Uh, never mind. Okay. I haven't experienced it in a long time. But Sketches? Doing like sketches? Skip, or like role-playing. But in a work environment, that's different than being like in fifth grade and being like, demonstrate how you would like turn down drugs. <laughs> no, it's not. It's the same and it's still stupid. I know, but it's embarrassing. Okay. It's, let's, let's get, it is embarrassing. Sure. It's Long fucking sure. dumb. It's embarrassing no matter when. Yeah. <laughs> no matter when, no matter how. Yeah, anyway, Julie took her lessons from the D.A.R.E. program and didn't, and said no. But uh, back to it. I just what? remembered something. What? When Tammy is fucking banging on the window. Yes. And Julie's like, I'm not getting out. Take, go away. And he's like, no, I can't. That's Kidnapping. kidnapping. Where does your moral compass end up? Yeah. Like, you're going to try and basically molest a, uh, an underage girl, yeah. but you're not going to kidnap her. Yeah, but at least he said that because it's true. I mean, Julie saying, take me away from here is bananas. Are you, you're not that, you're not, your life isn't that hard, Julie. Like, your mom isn't trying to, like, beat the shit out of you with a belt or something. Like, Well, but maybe she's so afraid that she's never seen her mom <laughs> acting like a crazy true. tiger person. <laughs> That's kind of true. Like, oh, my God, she's going to fucking slice my face off. <laughs> right. Well, we know Tammy would never do that. Tammy, you know what? Drags her out of the car. And you know what? When she slaps her, I said, you damn right, Tammy. <laughs> you damn right. Because you know Was what? Was that your Trump? She, <laughs> you're damn right. <laughs> I know. I don't think that's my trump. Just, Get out of here. <laughs> yeah, you're fired. You're fired. Um, Julie, you're fired. Um, <laughs> no, but I've never felt like a slap was so justified in my life. What do you think? I think she really hit her, and that was great. <laughs> they didn't. Uh, commentary inside you know note. Sure. They choreographed the shit out of that scene. It was not real. Not a real slap. Because I think what she said, I think, is that they couldn't really touch her face because they had to do a photo shoot later. Oh. So, I mean, not like they would have really slapped her anyway, but, I mean, maybe. I would have. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And in such an intense scene, though. And when Coach comes back after seeing the game, and my favorite caption of all time, because I watch the shows with the captions on, Uh as Dane also does, because I otherwise I can't. I miss some of the things that they say. Tammy is a crumbly mess on the couch. She's a crybaby. And Coach comes over, and the caption read, mumbling incoherently. <laughs> <laughs> because if you, she is mumbling incoherently. Uh, and she is like, I hit her daughter. <laughs> I hit her! And she, I hit her! I yeah. Know. I mean, and I mean, of course she's upset about it. I mean, if you hit your kid, no matter and how And you're a good person. And you're a good person, you're going to feel upset about this. Uh-huh. So I was like, and then a coach is just like, oh, I thought the team was bad, but my life is falling apart. Ah, oh, my life. My <laughs> oh, life. My life. Michael, what's wrong? <laughs> Dwight, you ignorant slut. <laughs> Don't even Isn't think about a- <laughs> jumping on that bouncy castle. <laughs> Isn't that another word for just feeling sad? <laughs> Does he throw a watermelon down on it? They throw no, they throw a watermelon on the trampoline. Oh right, in Stanley's car. Stanley's car. 
And he's like, well, that went well or something. And he's like, uh, maybe we should try another test. And mm-hmm. Dwight's like, I got a, my trunk's full of watermelons. <laughs> so good. Uh, okay. So, uh, I mean, that's... Uh, sorry. That's my Michael Scott. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, after the, the slap and all that, I mean, we already talked about Buddy. Really nothing, there's nothing, nothing else, else to, talk to talk about. I mean, God, this was... Oh, God. Uh, Friday Night Lights, guys. So, to wrap up this episode, so you don't have your notes, so you didn't write down how many beers Tim had. He had at least 100. <laughs> I, I don't know. Uh, I think it's about six or seven. It's hard because yeah. they have the scene with Street asking him to come to practice, and then yeah. Bo- Bill- buddy Billy Barty, Billy comes home, <laughs> and it's like, is are those the same beers or new beers? Sure. I am assuming that they're new. Yeah. So, six or seven at, at least. least. Mm-hmm. But also 25. Yeah. I, like, so many. Plus, plus 100. Yeah, give or take mm-hmm. five and ten. Yeah. Uh, and then for me, Tammy, once again, no wine. She just has a baby. Mm-hmm. And no y'alls. So that's it for that. She just cries about it. I know. Poor Tammy. <laughs> okay. So best and worst. Who did you think had it best this week? I said Tim, but that was a cop out because I don't really think anybody had it the best. Uh-huh. Uh, and then I thought about it. I think Buddy had it best. Okay. Because Buddy is starting yes. to get his life back together. Uh, he's getting coached back, maybe, probably. Yeah. We are to assume. Yeah. He's going to get his control back. Because mm-hmm. that's really all Buddy Garrity wants in life, is a little bit control. of control. That's true. That's true. Um, And worse, Tammy. Yeah. Without a, without a doubt. <laughs> yeah. And, I mean, my so obviously my worst was also Tammy. Uh-huh. Uh, she has no help. And Julie thinks that she's crazy. And that's wrong. And she just needs some help. A little help from her friends. That are other than Glenn, because mm-hmm. she Glenn can't fix her icebox. Glenn can't fix anything, so she needs. Glenn's help. an idiot. Yeah, <laughs> but guess what? He did know about Julia and I breaking up. I guess we kind of sidestep that. I mean, that's another reason Matt is so upset this episode. Because he broke up with Julie. Doesn't, anyway, I don't care. Okay. okay, doesn't matter. Um, I thought that Landry had it best. All right, because Tyra right. likes him a lot. Yeah, she's staying over at his house. I mean, he's pretty excited about it. I mean, it's true. And he went to Pound Town. <laughs> it's terrible. You thought, I listened to too many terrible podcasts. I was like, did you think I was going to say that? No. I was going to say. I thought of it. <laughs> it was like, if that came out of my mouth, oh boy. All right. Well, uh, so that's all for this episode. I mean, just another great episode. I know the show just keeps getting better and better, and I love it. So, we'll be back in a little bit to talk more about other TV and pop culture stuff. We don't know what we're going to talk about yet. All right, everyone, we're back. Recently, I got excited about a certain new documentary series on CNN. They've been doing the last couple, I think about the last year, have been covering different decades and the important things that have happened in different decades. And of course, for us, anything about pop culture is going to stand out more than anything else. Who needs other history? Who needs history of the the government? Well, we could talk about the history of television, which is what we love. They've done the 60s, they've done the 70s, and now they're on to the 80s. And I got really interested in an episode that they did recently about 80s television. And, you know, Dane's born in 85. I'm born in 87. Don't tell them how old I am. (laughs) We are children that were born in the 80s. And, you know, we're more, we watched a lot of 90s TV, but we also grew up on a lot of 80s television. And so we thought we should talk about it. And 80s music. Yes. All of the above. 80s movies, etc., etc. Some interesting things I learned about the series and probably anybody who's been watching any of this. We, in today's world, I think believe that only great TV began in our era. 
When God flipped the switch? Yes, and made Breaking Bad. <laughs> okay. <laughs> then everyone's like, television, it is the golden age of television. This is what we've been told repeatedly over and over again. But what the CNN documentary taught me, the 80s had just as many groundbreaking television shows. It, it, I mean, history always, we think that we're always the first people to do something, but really, you look back 10 years and somebody else probably did it. I, I think we forget about how much happens before before us. So it's always good to look backwards. There was there was a lot of edge yes. to those to those eighties shows because yes. it hadn't been done before. Right. And now since it has been done, we have to apply more filters and put more things mm-hmm. around. And sometimes it just becomes not good. Yes. Like in Punky Brewster, when her or her friend, I can't remember, got locked in a refrigerator. Right. So simple, but so dangerous. Uh, A refrigerator just sitting in an empty lot. And I'll tell you what, did I ever want to go near a refrigerator after I saw that? I was terrified of refrigerators, and I kept on thinking that somehow I was going to get trapped in there. I don't know how. So Punky Brewster, teaching real lessons, other than, you know, how to have a nice attitude about being a foster child. Right? She was, or she's an orphan. Who knows? Orphan with great fashion sense. That's all I know. Little orphan punky Brewster. I know. Great name. Great name. But yeah, so when it comes to this, yeah, there's lots of shows teaching lessons. But there was also the shows that really stood out to me in this documentary series that I didn't know, had no idea were that edgy or interesting. Uh, Because whenever anybody talks about them, they kind of throw them away. Like shows like Hill Street Blues and St. Elsewhere were shows that I just kind of thought were like, oh, people watched those, but I didn't think they were that important. And the documentary series basically talked about how Hill Street Blues, it was basically the first cop show. And they, the creators of it, based it on a documentary that they'd seen about police officers working in police stations. And that that was filmed a lot to look like a documentary. And so uh, it's pretty fascinating. And I mean, nobody had seen anything like that before. So really, any cop show that you see today, I think, is based basically with the influence of Hill Street Blues, Blues, which had no idea. No idea about that. Yeah, I thought the first cop show was NYPD Blue. Right. Hey, nope. Hill Street Blues, NYPD Blue. Magnum (laughs) PDI. Magnum uh, Hawaii 5MIPO. Right. I don't know. Yeah. And... So, uh, well, yeah, and then a show like St. Elsewhere, which is basically, I think, probably one of the first hospital shows. And, I mean, Denzel Washington was on that show. But that's also the show that I, I believe is crazily ends that it, they pull away and it's a kid uh, looking through a, a snow globe. And the hospital is in the snow globe. So it's like the whole show was made up in the mind of this, like, kid who has um, a mental you disorder. Mean they Orson Welles did? What do you mean? Isn't that the rosebud <laughs> or whatever is looking in the thing? No. Rosebud's a spoiler alert. Rosebud is a sled. <laughs> well, yeah, but didn't oh that was the Simpsons where yeah. they had like the. Well, I think there might be a snow globe as part of a part of the movie, but it doesn't. Or maybe it shatters. Does it shatter at the end? I, I think I, so. Maybe. I don't know. I thought he just got drunk and started throwing snowballs. <laughs> There's snow globes all over the place. No. <laughs> I have a paper to run. Take my snow globes, motherfucker. <laughs> Very accurate. That's exactly a scene from Citizen Kane. Thank you, Dan, for doing that. Thank so, you. You're welcome. So accurate. Um. But yeah, so St. Elsewhere had, they just showed, because this, this documentary showed a lot of clips, and there was some really edgy stuff playing on, I mean, these were all, it was on ABC, like these were on ABC, NBC, like the networks, like this wasn't cable. They were, I mean, I think they showed a clip of one of the doctors got like attacked by his patients and I think got raped, like super intense stuff was happening. And I, so it's interesting when people talk about these shows, because like I said, it's like, 
they don't really talk about them like they were legit like pushing boundaries or anything and it really makes me want to watch these shows because yeah. I'm like I'm very intrigued now and even like uh, so like the most popular show of the, the era Dallas he they showed a clip from Dallas and he this one guy was calling everybody sluts <laughs> and I was like I didn't know you could say that on on you know network TV yeah. so anyway so it's just I just it's very interesting to me to think there was there's always been edgy stuff on TV I think it, it was treated with such uh, seriousness mm-hmm. because these I mean they weren't even thought of as plagues like they are now like swearing and and mm-hmm. gun violence and rape and murder and mm-hmm. all this it it was it was a serious thing yeah it wasn't taken lightly Mm-mm. and now I think it is and people just throw it out there like oh what's what's gotta happen mm-hmm. on page five of this script that's mm-hmm. gotta be edgy instead of like having a good idea going with it and teaching us something right right that's what I think yeah definitely a lot of the shows were about like and showing us showing us about it instead yeah. of just having it happen yeah yeah so it's it, it, that's why I just I think it's so interesting that people I feel like people get offended so easily about stuff that's on TV now and I'm just like what this this stuff when you were I mean to save people who are 40 and 50 now when they were in their 20s this other stuff was on TV that could be arguably just as edgy and just as put you know like you know doing controversial mm-hmm. stories so I think it's really interesting I don't know if we as a culture just get offended by stuff easily more easily or it just I, seems I so. or if it's just social media makes it seem like people are just more angry about stuff all the time because everybody can have an opinion now right right maybe yeah I, I don't know it's just it's just super interesting to me because yeah well because my whole my whole idea about this whole thing is that you have to push the edge but there's a limit so if you have too many things happening mm-hmm. it just becomes a circus sure and but it's like you can't have an adulterer you can't have a a relationship between partners you can't have drug use uh and like stealing and and all this other you can't have that all mm-hmm. together yeah because that's not even realistic mm-hmm. that's not realistic that every single one of these characters are so flawed that they're going to make these bad decisions mm-hmm. and have terrible things happen and them do terrible things not not realistic no no um i wanted to add that because you were talking about him saying sluts and i i was looking up growing pains yes because i was like (laughs) growing pains is i mean that in the cosby show were like the family era yeah shows yeah totally and mike siever's friend was named boner (laughs) like his nickname was boner and alan thick would constantly come out and be like hello boner (laughs) like yeah yeah it's, it's just so true. So weird. Yeah. Like because that's a pretty nasty thing to be called. Oh sure. And to have it just thrown around. Mm-hmm. And at that time, yeah. it's, it's astounding. Right. Yeah. So I mean, these are more like the family kind of kid-oriented shows. Were definitely the shows that we knew a lot about. So like these other shows that were more like nighttime dramas. We don't really. I mean, I've never seen never like really, Night Court or like yeah Night Court Mash. I mean, these are shows that we have not watched. But so it's like we grew up more on the the families kind of ones, even though I never really watched the Cosby show either. And of course, you can't really talk about I, that. Anymore. I think I watched the Cosby show a lot. A little bit. But yeah, I, I definitely watched or tried to watch some mash because one of my friends in, in middle school, his dad was like into TV, mm-hmm. but he, mash would come on and they he'd like get out of my chair and then yeah. mash, <laughs> it would be on. And it wasn't I don't I don't understand it. Sure. Like there's no I still to this day knowing about war and yeah. was it Vietnam or Korean War? I think it's the Korean War. I, I, I don't know anything about that. Yeah. And you I don't, don't really talk think, about it, yeah. 
I don't think it can make me feel anything. Mm. So, or, yeah, I don't know. It, it, yeah. I, I don't think I could enjoy the show. Yeah, I'm not, I mean, I've always thought I would eventually watch it. I think just because it's such a cultural yeah. thing. Well, and it's like, back then, this is the other thing that the CNN documentaries touches on is, People, this is when everybody was watching the same show. Uh-huh. And I kind of miss that. Like, I love the idea that everybody got together. Sat down on Thursday night and, and watched this. something. Yeah. yeah. And it's just kind of a more cooler kind of cultural thing where now we're just, we're, There's oh, are you, have you seen this or have you seen that? And you can't, it's rare to find people that are watching the same thing that you yeah. are at that time. Yeah. There's a, yeah. there's a togetherness to it. And yeah. when it becomes so flooded, how are you supposed to talk about mm-hmm. stuff? Mm-hmm. Unless you just find those 11 people that are watching the yeah, show that you like. right. Exactly. Which is stupid because mm-hmm. then you have to then you have to have this online presence mm-hmm. and go online and you can't just have a conversation with, right. with people around you. Yeah, especially if it's like, oh, I'm not there yet. You can't talk about it or you have to wait and, and you know, until people have finished. Yeah, and then, like yeah. people, yeah, people that, yeah, that didn't watch it when it was coming, right. or when it was on. Oh, and that happens all the time at work where... I was, oh my God, like I didn't watch The West Wing when it was on and I watched The West Wing a couple years ago on Netflix and I said something about the finale of The West Wing, like somebody who gets together with somebody else and somebody at my work was like, what? Spoiler alert. And I was like, no. The West Wing is from what, 2002? I was like, no, no, no. And it wasn't even like a serious plot point, like about someone who died uh-huh. or something like that. Like it was literally like a relationship and I was like, no. Like, you can't... It's impossible. I mean, that's a whole other topic. Spoiler culture. I mean, it's a whole other thing. It's Rob Lowe and that news lady, isn't it? No, it's not. I'm like, I tell you, because now somebody else is going to get mad at me. It's the <laughs> Richard... It's uh, the Adam... What's a, what's his name? Oh. Uh, the the bald bald guy. Uh, and Richard Schiff. Yeah, Richard Schiff. <laughs> and and Martin Sheen. Yeah, they, yep, they totally okay. get together. Yep, okay. it's the biggest moment of the whole show. It's amazing. Cool. I know. What else um, I, I know. So back about? to the 80s, though. Um... Yeah, so kind of like what I said is, you know, we, uh, yeah, we were definitely more of the, you know, the full house and the growing pains and the Saved by the Bell. And I mean, and even though we were watching most of those shows when they were in reruns, like we weren't really watching those shows when they were even on. No. And but yeah, growing pains. I mean, the, the thing how you're talking about Punky Brewster, it's like the lessons. I mean, I'll never forget the episode of Growing Pains. It's like a three episode arc with Matthew Perry um, as what's it, the sister, Tracy Gold. Uh, her boyfriend, and he dies in a drunk driving accident. Shit. I know, and it's, like, super serious and tense, so it's, like, you kind of forget there's, like, those very special episodes, you mm-hmm. know? Uh, and I think they are very effective, though. Like, I think that's a... that's Those are very good episodes of Growing Pains. Like, I think if you went back now and watched them, like, they're solid. Like, they're very good at... Like, people are well, doing a good job. They're taking it serious. Right, yeah. It's not a throwaway no, thing. No, no. Yeah. Uh, I wanted to kind of add to about me saying that there's a limit of of how far you can push something. Mm-hmm. I think that's why a lot of these post-apocalyptic shows and, like, revolutionary shows and uh, what is another type? Like, even science fiction. I think that's why they're becoming more popular mm-hmm. is because where do you go now? Right, yeah. Once you've pushed <laughs> yeah. that envelope that's true. of what humans can do, yeah. how how far do you go? You make up, You make up a a crazy story mm-hmm. you you have the vampires and the and the mm-hmm. zombies and all mm-hmm. this and that's very interesting yeah mm-hmm. and that's it it just gives it another way to tell the same stories mm-hmm. in a in a not a more desperate way but a different way mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. also i have something to say about the simpsons but that's from the 1990s yes and i could have sworn that it started in 89 but did it not start i thought 90 oh really I, I, I thought it was like as old as me so no it's not quite tale okay. as old as time yeah rising did. in the east 
uh, oh my god, why did I forget all the lyrics of that? Because I was just got excited because Tale as old as time. We were, I was just singing that yesterday. Old as rhyme. Beauty and the Beast, because they're doing a live action version of Beauty and the Beast, and uh, Emma Thompson is going to be Mrs. Potts. So that made my life, and I'm very excited. Cool, cool, cool. Ewan McGregor, Lumiere, it's a great, it's Sweet. great. I know, endless. Okay, so what else you got to say? Well, I don't. Know. The only other thing is, um, I was just thinking about the well, one. I mean, the I'm so excited episode of Say the by the Bell is a touchstone. Oh yeah, with the with the caffeine pills. I'm yeah. so excited. I'm so scared. Hot Sunday, you know. Ah, yeah, I mean, ah. it's it's just anyway. That's just another one of the classic '80s uh, episodes. Fraggle Rock, you know, Blossom. I mean, endless shows that just stand the test of time. And speaking of that, it's just I was you know Pee Wee's Playhouse. I mean, endless. But I was just thinking about oh, we didn't you just talk- looked up a bunch of shows. No, I didn't. Okay. Um, I was thinking about the shows that I still like to watch that we used to. I mean, like I was thinking like the Golden Girls. Like the Golden Girls is straight up '80s. Crazy. But, I mean, I love checking in on those ladies every once in a while. You know, they show those episodes all the time. And we didn't even talk about our favorite, probably my favorite from that era, Facts, Facts of Life. life. <laughs> you take the good. You take the bad. You take them both. You take a look and there you have it. I don't care. I don't care. The Facts of Life. It's not the words, but I don't care. Um, it. I could watch The Facts of Life all the time. I just remembered one. Corky. Yeah. What the hell is that? Um... Picket fences? No, or... not picket fences. Oh, is that not it? A... Picket fences is a terrible. Facts... Wait, the, it's a, something life. Life goes on. Life goes on. Yeah, exactly. That's a show about uh, a Down syndrome kid. Yeah, that's. I feel like that heavy. was a super. Those yeah, there, God, there was a lot of super serious shows. Yeah. Oh my gosh. We need to go back. I know. I want to watch all these shows. I, I really do. I mean, think about. We were just watching the episode of Facts of Life where Tootie gets like, uh, wants to get propositioned as a hooker. Remember? No, not. Yeah, she doesn't want to get propositioned. She gets set up to potentially be a hooker. Yeah, sure, okay, okay. But still, it's like Tootie roller skating. Tootie, you know, she's on Dancing with the Stars right now. Really? Yes. Interesting. I don't really watch it, so I don't know. She might be off of it. I'm not sure. Anyway, so yeah, I mean, because it doesn't matter. <laughs> it doesn't, doesn't matter. Doesn't at matter all. to me. Uh, but. Yeah, I just think I think '80s TV had a lot of influence on our lives, even in the '90s. Yeah, you know, it carries on. It carries on now. I carry it in my heart. I thought of another thing too. Yes. Okay. I think the '80s and the '90s were prime because they had so much to reference. Mm-hmm. Now everything's been referenced. Mm. You can't. You don't have 50, 60 years to draw back from to reference unless it's really good. Mm-hmm. Like Bob Bur- Bob's Burgers just did a Stand by Me episode which is great i haven't seen that i'm so excited you should watch it it's fantastic i'm so excited well it's great because this is the thing i love about bob's burgers too is that they always have they always have storylines there's all the characters are always present somehow Mm -hmm. in this one it's the kids and bob and linda Mm -hmm. and those are my favorite ones when the the kids are off doing something fucking crazy but they're all linked and they're all distinct Mm-hmm. in their story mm-hmm. and that's that's something that I really admire about that show and it's just so goddamn funny that's true so anyway we love the 80s I'm sure a lot of people do too just like that show on VH1 we're gonna do the 90s now yes because, or later yes not definitely. later but Everybody, later later yes Ep- later episodes the decades that have made our lives decades of pop culture yes so but before we leave today we should just talk about what's just a thing that you're just really excited about this week well as some of you may know I talk about it frequently I am a fan of Dan Harmon and the Harmon Town and Community and all the basically all the stuff he does. Uh, he has a new show out on History Channel right now. It's called uh, Great Minds. It's just a fictional kind of skit about how he brings somebody back from <laughs> the dead and talks to them. Yeah, and it's 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 just lunacy and and there's there's crazy antics and it's great because 
he's so popular and has so many famous friends yeah. that he can just get them to come on and play these uh, great minds of history. And I don't want to ruin the any else of the show. It's I funny. I just watched the first uh, about eight minutes of the first one with Jack Black, and it was tremendous. It wasn't eight minutes because they're so. only like twelve minutes long, okay, and I know okay. that you didn't get so that maybe about five, so about five minutes. Five minutes, but it was yeah. great. I loved uh-huh. it. I loved every minute. He hasn't of it. even told you that there's lyrics to the songs. <laughs> nope, I'm looking forward to it. <laughs> looking forward to hearing it again. Well, for me, just a really quick note. I'm just I just rewatched all of um, the Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt to get ready for the new season that's coming back on Netflix on Friday. The Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt. Yeah, exactly. So super excited. Uh, that show's really great. I know Dane doesn't like it, but I love everything about it pretty much fucking hate that show (laughs) i don't like that girl i don't like her in the office i think her and uh dumb dumb what's his face uh andrew bernard uh ed helms no i think they kind of ruined the show no um not true yeah that's all i have to say no that's his opinion that's not my opinion that is i'm the exact opposite opinion about that (laughs) he's in a barbershop quartet and he plays the ukulele you know what i don't care love it and uh yeah if you've already watched the office a million times you can watch the unbreakable kimmy schmidt Season 2, premiering on Netflix on Friday. Hear ye, hear ye, sitting near thee, will be waiting on the couch. Fuck, I don't know, it's dumb. (laughs) See you next week.